Welcome, everybody, to Permadeath Weekly for the week. And the weekend. This is the weekend, baby. I gotta, I gotta celebrate that. For the weekend of June 21st, we are in a post E3 2019 world. Uh, if you've been wondering where, uh, this show has been, uh, since May 31st was the last episode, pretty fucking pathetic, Bill. Pretty pathetic. Um, well, we did some E3 content for you all. If you're, if you've kept your eye on this feed, you will have noticed that we've had a new episode of the show, Permadeath Podcast. We have our E3 stuff up on youtube.com slash Permadeath Podcast. We also put out a reaction video to Nintendo's E3, uh, direct, um, which was the only thing we were able to watch together this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've been, uh, keeping busy with that and we'll be scheduling an E3, uh, wrap up episode. So I'm not going to be talking about E3 really at all in this permanent weekly. Um, and in terms of what could potentially be the news, well, I mean, all of the biggest news over the last week, uh, week and a half has all been E3 related. So I want to save that kind of stuff for, um, when I sit down with Ken Ross and Ebby. And we go over everything that we saw um, in E3 2019, which, you know, weird year without Sony, and it's been repeated ad nauseum. It felt weird this year. You know, every podcast I've listened to, they all said the, li- the literal same thing. It felt weird this year, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Sony not being there, very strange. You know, it isn't usual. And a lot of the things that I expected to show up at Microsoft's did not show up at Microsoft, you know? So a lot of people just kind of sat it out. We had no Call of Duty presentation. I mean, I think they were there and like showed a demo to people like by appointment. But in terms of our lazy asses at home, we got nothing. So, you know, it, it was weird, you know, because a lot of things that are partnered with Sony and a lot of Japanese games in particular, we just didn't see them, you know, didn't get to see any new E3 trailers or anything like that. So, um, yeah, um, that said, though, um, today, I, 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 you may think, Billy, you're not going over any news. What the, what the fudge and, what the fudge and porks are you doing? That's my new, that's how we do things now. I'm trying to get, um, we had a lesson, uh, we're wrapping up the, we wrapped up the spring semester of podcast school. And one of the goals was for our summer project was to get our podcast sponsored by a brand that is family friendly. So I might have already cursed. I don't remember uh, if I cursed in the first two minutes, but I'll, I'll edit that out. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe this episode won't count. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the goals was to get our podcast sponsored by um, something family friendly, something that wouldn't mind putting their brand on a podcast. You know, because like you know, Huggies isn't going to sponsor a podcast that says fucking shit. You know, poop shit, fuck balls. Huggies isn't going to sponsor that podcast. Because the target demo isn't... Then again, the target demographic for any podcast isn't a shit-pants baby, right? None. No podcasts are for shit-pants babies. It's for all adults. So I would think parents have potty mouths. They have they have kids. You know? They're cleaning poop every day. 
you know, elbow deep in the stuff. They want to unwind. So you know what? I'm actually appealing. Huggies, if there's a representative for Huggies out there, if you yourself know a representative for Huggies, please point them in the direction of Permadeath Weekly. We got dropped by, who the fuck was that company who sponsored us a few episodes ago? Um, for, for, for goods. Yeah, we got dropped by them, um, after I just, I just refused to really read their copy. I could, I would love a big old Huggies deal. That would really put us on the map. So yeah, um, let us know, um, if you know anybody or, or could point us in the right direction. Does Huggies even sponsor any podcast? I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's all like pills for, to make your dick work. And mattresses. Those are the only things that sponsor podcasts. I have no, I, don't, I don't know what that says about the tarmac demographic of the podcast I listen to. But I can tell you right now, I have a bed. And I don't even know if my dick works. Anyway, we're going to talk about... <laughs> we're not talking about news this week. I haven't even explained to you the, tra- the track of the week. Because um, I, I wanted to say, if we get content ID'd and taken off of YouTube... Um, the YouTube version will have a different track of the week, but for all of you listening on your podcast service, uh, you heard, uh, the song Hung Up by one of my favorite bands, Arkells. And, uh, the song is related to this episode. Um, I don't know how long this episode will run, but I, I want to talk about, uh, something. Um, I had an encounter on Twitter, um, this past weekend or past week. When the fuck did I have it? I don't remember. Uh, it's all blur. Twitter fights just send me into a spiral. It's like, you know, the scenes in movies where they get drunk and they like stumble onto the street and like they, they always show like close up, like fisheye lens shots of bums like, Bleh! you know, and the protagonist is really going through a moment. That's what it's like. Every time I get in a Twitter fight, that, that's just, I walk down the steps and like it just zooms into my dog's faces. Bleh! Um, but no, I, I beat Breath of the Wild, um, this past weekend. And I'm really proud of myself because, I, I mean, you know, for multiple reasons. First reason is I beat a game I started, which is not something I do regularly anymore. So many games coming out, I get sidetracked so easily. Also, games are so fucking long nowadays, you know, that it's so hard for me to, like, I still have Days Gone sitting around. And I had every intention of beating Days Gone. And I still would like to beat Days Gone, but I feel like Days Gone is reaching that point that 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 part of your of your like unfinished games that it's just going to end up just falling off the wagon. Too many people are getting on at the stops, and somebody's got to get off. You know, somebody's got to make room. Crash Team Racing's coming out, Judgment's coming out, Mario Maker Two's coming out. Someone's guys, there's too many, there's too few seats. And Days Gone, you're just too big. You you take up too much room. You you gotta gotta move. You know th- these games that are sixty seventy hours long. I can't beat you. I can't. I don't have fucking time. Shadowbringers for 14 is coming out. I'm gearing up. I'm spending all of my waking hours grinding out um, some uh, other jobs I want to play in Shadowbringers, uh, which is the expansion for Final Fantasy 14. I want to catch up on the main story quest. There's just too much shit, you know, and, and these games are too damn long. So that's why I'm proud to have announced that I started Breath of the Wild back in October of 2017. You know, I'm proud of myself. For beating that game. Because, I mean, lots of procrastination, lots of, um, you know, breaks. But it's a game that I really combed through the best I could. I really took my time with it. Um, my, my total playtime was like, uh, I mean, according to the Switch, it was like 80 hours. So, I mean, that's hefty. That's a meaty, that's a meaty bone. Uh, meaty bone a game. Um, 
that I that I completed. And and it's funny, they show you the completion percentage after you beat Ganon. Excuse me. I had an orange soda. It's, it's trying to get back out. Um I played I, I checked the map. It shows you your completion percentage. Now I think I did a lot. I did like 70 shrines, you know. I I think the one thing I didn't really do were the side quests. Because I just don't give a shit, you know? I'm sure you maybe get cool things from them, you know, maybe like a heart container or like, you know, whatever, some seeds, something, some cool foods for buffs. But like all of them are like, oh, I gotta get, I, I gotta impress this girl and catch a bunch of beetles. It's like, bro, I'm really sorry. I'm not doing that. I have this whole wide world to explore. I have no interest in catching that guy's beetles. I have no interest in getting those fucking mountainside mushrooms for that one guy. None of the, I mean, like the side quests aren't really like anything to get invested in. It just feels like stuff you do as you're adventuring. Like, oh, I'll pick up mushrooms. Oh, I'll pick up bugs. Some of them admittedly are good. I, I think the shrine quests are pretty good. But generally, I ignored most of the side quests I got. And you know, I picked them up, read through them. Like, okay, I'm not doing this. I have Ganon is sitting on that castle, pissing red mist. I don't have time for this. But I did have time to go snow bowling a lot. I snow bowled a lot. Um, but I'm getting way off topic as to what this, this episode's about. But so I, I beat this game and, and not only, you know, did I clear off a massive, just monkey on my back, a monkey on my backlog, I beat my first Zelda game. Zelda is a franchise that I you know, I've been yelled at repeatedly over the years by my cousins, you know, by friends. It's one of those series that I've never personally cracked into before. You know, it's a series that I I, I like The Legend of Zelda. You know, I, I know I know a lot about it. I know I know all of its music. You know, I know things about Ocarina. I know things about Majora. I'm well clued into it. You know, and this is similar to my history with Final Fantasy. You know, like, I could pick out a song and tell you what game it's from, you know, but I, I've never beaten one before. And, you know, as a kid, playing Ocarina of Time, I never really, it never really interested Kid Bill. I played it. I had a save file on my, my aunt's cartridge, where instead of naming him Link, I named him Blink, because my name starts with B, no relation to Blink-182. And I did get to the, I did play this game. I got to the water temple, but I never beat it. I mean, you could understand why I didn't beat the water temple when I was a kid. I know you're thinking like, Bill, plenty of kids have beat, yeah, I know, man, but kid Bill, I got shit going on. I, you know, I just never really cracked into the series. You know, and, and the same goes for Final Fantasy, really, you know, like I played Final Fantasy seven to disc three with my mom when we rented it, but like we weren't going to keep renting that fucking game. It was too long. You know, and like games were like 50 bucks back then. I don't have 50 bucks as a kid. And like, you know, games were mostly reserved for birthdays, Christmas. You know, by the time like I took Final Fantasy VII back, I, I forgot it existed. You know, Cl- clear out my memory card. I'm not playing that fucking game again. So Kid Bill bounced off a lot of iconic franchises, you know, back in the day. I had very particular things I liked to play back then. I gravitated more towards action RPGs. I gravitated more towards platformers. You know, I didn't, I didn't really like puzzles as a kid, you know? So like playing through and cracking into a Zelda game back then was just something I didn't do. I went, nope, sorry, I'm going to play Buck Bumble. You know, I played Threads of Fate and Brief Fantasy Musashi instead of Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. You know, like I was around for these things, but I just didn't play them. So growing up now at age 27, 
you know, I, I, I want to try to break my way into some of these things. So I've been jumping on to some of the newer entries in these titles. I played Final Fantasy 15 and beat it. The first Final Fantasy game I ever beat was Final Fantasy 15. The first Zelda game I ever beat was Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, and the cool thing about these franchises and, you know, the things I, I appreciate as somebody who, you know, missed out on a big part of history as a child, you know, in terms of my completion of these things is that these franchises are still around and they're still trying to offer you modern experiences in standalone ways for newer generations of people. And I, I really think that's neat. I really think, you know, the legacy of these things, you know, stands so tall and there's so much to appreciate. You know, I think it's great that it's like, man, the first Zelda game I ever beat was Breath of the Wild. I'm going to remember that forever, just like other people remember Ocarina of Time. Now I can go back and maybe as an adult try to beat these things. So I tweeted that I beat my first Zelda game. And I got a reply back. That now, now I could play a real Zelda game. Now I could play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And I'm thinking, oh no, please don't. So I give a jokey answer, you know. I think the game was real. I, I could hold it in my hand. It says Zelda on it. Then, uh, you know, snowball effect, whole thing goes, you know, just the most gatekeepy fucking conversation I've ever had with somebody, you know. Where was I the last 20 years? Why didn't I get a ROM? You know, I could have, I had so much time to play Ocarina of Time before I played Breath of the Wild. And it's like, man, you know what? I don't got time for that shit. I don't got time for these conversations. You know? I, and, and it made me really think about it. <clears throat> just about, you know, the, and you see it, man. You see it with, a, with so many things. You see it with anime. You see it with Dungeons and Dragons, certain communities within the Dungeons of Dragons umbrella. You know, you see it with video games. And I've been a part of communities that have done this to people. Not, I have never done it, but like back in the YouTube, uh, back in like the really early days of the YouTube anime community, you know, back during like the whole sustain the industry stuff, you know, there were members of sustain the industry that, you know, got called out for only watching Naruto and One Piece or, or, you know, not knowing anything besides the big shonen. And it's like, they're, they're an anime fan too, dude. Stop with that shit. You know, there's no, I, I made a video about it way back in the day. You know, you don't go to like anime boot camp and you're a certified fan. You don't make it through like this training program, you know, and then like the, the top anime YouTubers, they're yelling in your face. You know, you don't, you don't get a, you're not a sergeant. You're not, you know, there's no, there's no tier system here. If you like something, you like it. And so it really grinds my gears when somebody says, uh, like, you know, I'm not a real gamer because I played Breath of the Wild before Ocarina of Time, or Breath of the Wild is not a real Zelda game. Final Fantasy 15 is not a real Final Fantasy game. You know, man, I mean, I think the really beautiful thing about these franchises, and I think if you really cared about them, I think if you really appreciated The Legend of Zelda, I think if you really appreciated Final Fantasy, I think if you really wanted to make sure that somebody like me becomes a fan of these things, and I already am a fan, I, you know, like, I haven't beaten, 15 is the only single player Final Fantasy game I've beaten, but fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours deep into 14 at this point, you know. I, I love the Final Fantasy world. I love it. I love what surrounds it. Like Zelda, I know more about it than somebody who hasn't beaten one should. 
um, by just fucking existing. But it, but you know, you should, you should be really appreciative that these series manage themselves in a way that they are built to embrace people at any point in time. You know, you have so many different things that have such a large barrier of entry, you know, that, that kind of would require, maybe not so much require, but would, would, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like it would behoove you to play the previous entries first, you know, stuff like Yakuza, I think is a little more impactful if you have at least a little bit of background. I don't think you need to play all six games to, you know, to play whatever entry, but having some knowledge of them, like playing Yakuza 0 first, you know, it, it does help because those characters do have a defined arc throughout each game. You know, and while Final Fantasy and Zelda, you know, they, they have callbacks and, you know, timeline references and whatever, you know, in the deeper Zelda mythos, you know, that connects these games. But generally, these games are standalone and, and they serve to exist, uh, you know, they exist to serve people of all generations. At any point in time, they can hop on. And I appreciate that as somebody, again, who missed the boat back in the day has a Switch, ended up with Breath of the Wild, everyone's talking about this game, there was absolutely no conceivable reason for me to play any prior entry to this, so yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna fucking play it! The fuck? Why the hell not? That's the amazing thing about it! You have kids getting these Switches, are you gonna force some fucking eight-year-old boy? No, 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 you got that new Switch for Christmas? Fuck you, fuck you, little Benny! Take your shit and throw a hawk under the tree! Daddy's got an N64 hooked up in the pantry, you're gonna sit in there, you're not gonna fucking move until you play Ocarina of Time, you hear me? I'm gonna put the switch on top of the fridge, and you're gonna look at that every morning when you're eating your, when you're fucking fruity pebbles, and, and, and you're gonna use it as an incentive. That's the climb you have to do. Now that's the fucking climb you have to achieve before you can play with your gift. You beat Ocarina, and then you talk to me. One meal a day. And you know how many slams the door in the kid's face, goes on Twitter, and jacks himself off. Like, is that, is that what it's supposed to be? You know, like I fully understand wanting to understand a history's lineage and you could do that whenever the fuck you want. You could do that after playing Breath of the Wild and then playing fucking Four Swords Awakening and then go back to Ocarina of Time and still understand the history that this game's two legs stand on. You don't need to, 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 it's not a fucking algebra course. You don't have to go through algebra one to understand the equations you're going to be learning in algebra two. We're not doing fucking proofs here, man. It's not geometry. There's standalone stories and people can play whatever entry they want at whatever point they want. And that's the beauty with Nintendo. And that's the beauty with what Square is foster with Final Fantasy is there are so many different entry points for so many different people. And they serve so many different styles of gameplay and different ideas. There is no reason to have to understand that there used to be a job system in Final Fantasy to play Final Fantasy VII. Hey, guess what? Before Final Fantasy VII, there were six other fucking games. So before anyone tells me, oh, I gotta play that one before I play 15, did you play one through six, you little shit? You know? That's the, that's the thing with gatekeeping and that's the thing that annoys me is if something allows you to onboard, let the motherfucker onboard, man. Get the hell out of here. No one wants you at the gate looking at tickets. And anybody who does that, who listens, like, I'm going to give you an example. And I think this is really cool. 
We have a listener um, uh, who I'm going to get to uh, one of his questions at the end of this episode. Uh, Mark1246, um, who uh, I was asking questions about Devil May Cry. And because I was interested in potentially jumping onto the series, you know, because 5 looked sick. I wanted to play 5. So I was asking him, like, hey, man, like, you know, do I have to play them all, like, before I play 5? You know, and he gave me a nice little, a nice little, you know, held my hand and walked me through and went, hey, here's what you should do to kind of understand some of the stuff that's in 5. You can watch this video. You can watch this. You can understand this. You don't have to play this. You could do this. You could do that. You know, and it's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, this helps. This helps more than saying, if you don't fucking play 1 through 4, you're fucking bozo. No, it was a fan helping somebody new get into the series. It wasn't treating them like some second-rate asshole. You know, like some shitty-ass stepchild. You're not a real gamer. You're not a real gamer if you don't play this first. You don't understand the history. You don't understand what kids played back in the day. It has built the, the building blocks of these foundations that these modern games are just trashing all over with their loot boxes and their accessible features. Games nowadays are too easy, and all of the women in them are not pretty enough. The boobies ain't big enough, and there's no turn-based combat. You know what? Maybe just erase modern history and just play the old ones. Fuck you, pal. Eat my shit. Eat my shit. Huggies, if you're still listening, give me one of your diapers. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking FedExing one to this guy right now. Real ranty. I know. I know. But man, is it, it's just, oh, that, that conversation really annoyed me. And in terms of like entertaining trolls, like I get it. I don't want to do that, you know? And for the most part, I had fun with the person, not with them. I'm not like, oh, let's go frolic. I had, I enjoyed, you know, poking back at this person. But it's just really, you know, really kind of, because you know, I'm not the only person that they've tweeted that to, you know? Somebody excited. Oh man, this game was incredible. Wow. You know, my first Zelda game I ever actually finished. You know, not the only Zelda game I've ever fucking played. Only one I've ever finished. You know, there's an excited human being. Let me go in there and tell him why I think Aerith looks bad in the remake. Let me go ahead and tell him why the games I started with are actually where you should start with. There's no required reading with standalone series, pal. And you know what? I'm going to, next series I want to get into, I'm just going to read the fucking wiki and then tweet about how I beat the game. Really, really annoys me because stuff like that drives people away from things that everybody has a chance to love. You know, and I think people see people like that and they don't want to approach it. They think, oh man, that... I, I gotta do what? Or, you know, I gotta play this? So, but somebody told me I have to do this, or, you know, and it's like, no, just jump in. Play whatever you want. Be happy. Enjoy these things, because that's what they're for. We're not here very fucking long, man. We're here, in the grand scheme of things, way too short. So, if you don't want to spend 300 hours catching up on what this guy considers to be required reading to play a standalone entry in Final Fantasy, then just play the fucking game you want because we're all gonna die. <laughs> Morbid, I know, but it's a nice thing to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out if you should listen to some little toad in your goddamn Twitter mentions about what you should be spending your free time on. Your free time and money. 
There is no gatekeeper to any of these things. And if anyone tries to be one, kick them off the fucking bridge. So frustrating. So frustrating. Anyway, um, I want to get to a question. Then we're going to wrap this episode of Permadeath Weekly up. This question comes from Mark1246. He asks me, Was there ever a time where you were stuck on a level, boss, or quest that you were frustrated only to come back later and beat it with ease? Um, he says this was also me for some Bloodborne bosses. Yes. Uh, you know, I think anybody's answer to this in modern day times is probably going to be a FromSoft game. At least mine is, you know, my most recent one was Sekiro with the Guardian Ape. You know what, though? Did I actually come back and beat the Guardian Ape with ease? No. I went back, and I took a week break. I came back, and then I, I took me three more hours to beat him. So maybe I didn't really come back with ease. I just came back and just fucking teeth to the grindstone and beat him. Um, the only other thing I could think of, like, it's just all from stop shit was coming to my head. <laughs> Lawrence from the Bloodborne Old Hunters DLC. Um, in Dark Souls 1, the, it's not even a hard boss, but it just took me forever to kind of grasp the, you know, where, what I should be doing, what, you know, what, what best way to cheese this son of a bitch. Um, the two, like, kings or three kings, four kings and in the Black Abyss, nobody bothered to design a level, so they just put the kings in the, <laughs> in the blackness. Um, yeah, it's it's all from soft stuff that I that I immediately think of. You know? Um because generally like, you know, in platformers and stuff, I'll, I'll usually play those. I mean, like Celeste, but you know, Celeste was a game that was very hard for me, but I, I there weren't ever moments where I took a break after failing in Celeste. I kind of just kept playing that game because I was in handheld mode. You know, I was on the couch plugging away at it, but uh yeah, man, Guardian 8 probably the most recent one. And then just Various moments of Bloodborne and then the um, non-level design boss from Dark Souls 1. Anyway, that about does it for this week's Permanent Weekly. I'm sorry for being so shouty. My voice is very hoarse um, after today's rant. So you got a nice 25-minute rant out of me, Mark1246. Thank you for the question. If you want to ask questions for the show, I encourage you all to do it. Mark's the only guy who asks questions. We have a Twitter. You can tweet us at permapodcast. You can also send us an email question. Uh, you can find us permanentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Discord. If you're on YouTube, the link to that is down below. There is a special channel in there called Podcast Questions. Self-explanatory. Go in there, drop a line, and we'll insert it into one of the shows. Um, preferably, let us know what show you want the question to be answered on. Um, if you would prefer to have it be answered by me, by myself, uh, in the weekly show, um, let me know. Label it as such. You can label it any way you want, just as long as we know. Um, or if you prefer to hear an answer from all three of us on the main Permadeath Podcast, from Ken Ross, Abby, and myself, uh, let us know. Um, and we can have a discussion about your question instead of me just trying to f- fumble through the field for an answer. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Peppered Ham. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. What do you think of E3? Well, again, like I said, we'll be scheduling an episode of the Permadeath Podcast, which will, I believe will be live. Um, and by live, I mean live streaming, um, where we talk about E3, everything we saw um, on the conferences and, and you know, exp- people's impressions from the floor and everything. Not our impressions. We're not that important. And, um, yeah, hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. If you're listening to this on Monday morning, have a great rest of your week. It's probably going to suck. 
Um, just keep that in mind. Huggies. Drop me a line, pal. Taking a piss on your door Cause it's these 